Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. I have been told many different times about many different issues that if someone says that it's not about the money, it's about the money. <laughs> I have I have found that statement actually to be very, very true. And in fact, I would actually even take it a step further and say that most everything is about the money, <laughs> whether they say it or not. Take, take the abortion industry, for instance. Planned Parenthood is an organization for for one reason and one reason only. They make a lot of money. They make money by receiving millions of of dollars from, from government grants and this type of thing. They make money by killing unborn babies and they make money from selling some of those parts that, you know, from those freshly killed unborn babies. If there was no money in the abortions, Planned Parenthood would not exist. And yes, I do recognize that there is a spiritual battle going on here too. Yes, the Bible talks about this kind of thing happening from the the early parts of time. But but just speaking from a purely secular point of view, if, if there is money to be made in it, people will support it. And this also goes for transgenderism and and the the, the grooming of young children. Let me just, just say right up front here, I believe that if you think you are a gender that you're not, then you have a mental disorder. It's called gender dysphoria. It's a real thing. It is a real thing. And yet, as a society, we have chosen to play along with those that have it and play games with pronouns. This is not done because you know, liberals are so concerned with the feelings of others. It's done because right now there's a ton of money to be made in it. Here is an example from a series of stories from the Daily Wire. This, this, this first one says uh, that that huge money maker video reveals Vanderbilt's shocking gender care th- uh, threats against uh, dissenting doctors. So let, let me let me get into it here. Uh, The Daily Wire host, Matt Walsh, uncovered shocking details about Vanderbilt University Medical Center, or VUMC, so-called gender-affirming care. Video and archived web web, uh, pages from the medical centers uh, details a doctor's um, promotion from the the big moneymaker gender uh, therapies and surgeries and, and apparent threats against medical professionals who dare object for religious reasons. Quote, it's a lot of money, VUMC Clinic for Gender Health Dr. Shane uh, Siebold Taylor said at one of um, med- the, med- the medical Grand Ron lecture is where they, they were at. And, and in her uh, video here, it says that, quote, these surgeries make a lot of money. Taylor noted that uh, a chest reconstruction can bring in $40,000 per patient. And someone just on routine hormone treatment who I'm not seeing 
but more than a few times a year can bring several thousand dollars and actually make money for the hospital. Citing the the Philadelphia Center for Transgender Surgery, Taylor said that a uh, a vaginoplasty surgery can uh, generate $20,000, gushing that it has to be an underestimate as well. That $20,000, probably an underestimate since the hospital stay, the anesthesia, um, post-op visits, and other add-ons are not even included in that figure. Quote, and the female to male bottom surgeries, these are huge money makers. The, the doctor continued that, that, uh, that, that she said that the, the, these surgeries bring in up to $100,000 for the hospital per surgery. Some clinics are entirely supported financially by such uh, surgery, su- surgeries. This according to Taylor. Quote, these surgeries are labor intensive. There are a lot of follow-ups. They require a lot of our time and they make money, she emphasized. They make money for the hospital. At another medicine uh, grand uh, rounds lecture, uh, staffers are warned by Vanderbilt health law uh, expert Ellen Wright uh, Clayton that any um, conscientious uh, objection will be met with consequences and are told they probably shouldn't be working at VUMC if they don't want to prepare or participate in the trans surgeries, which include minor patients. Quote, if you're going to assert conscientious objection, you have to realize that this is problematic, Clayton said. You are going, you are doing something to another person and you are not paying the cost for your belief. I think that is a real issue. Unquote. That's, that's what she said. She also went on to say that I just want you to take home that saying that you're not going to do something because of your uh, consciousness, because of your religious beliefs. It is not without consequences and should not be without consequences. And I just want to put that out there. Wow. (laughs) Kind of sounds like the mob, (laughs) actually. But anyway, quote, we are given an enormous, uh, if you don't want to do that kind of work, don't work for Vanderbilt, she stressed. Moreover, the medical center has a, a program called Trans Buddy. Yes, Trans Buddy which is also available for minors and described as a sort of mentoring system of the center's doctors, including a um, policing of their pronoun use. Vanderbilt makes their the trans buddies available to children too. Um, and they, they make lots of uh, services available to children, including medical uh, castration. Uh, though at some point in the last month, they actually removed explicit admission of this fact from their site. But obviously, what's put on the Internet, uh, you know, obviously is accessible to many. It doesn't ever get erased. Quote, but they must have forgot to delete a video from Vanderbilt's psych- uh, psychi- um, psychiatric uh, YouTube channel um, back in 2020, which ad- admits explicitly that they will give and have given irreversible hormone drugs to children as young as 13. 
Yes, that's what it says. After they have drugged and sterilized the kids, Vanderbilt, as explained by plastic surgeon uh, uh, Julian Winokur, uh, who's a physician's assistant, uh, and Shane Vanderbloom, uh, Blumen, uh, will happily perform double mastectomies on adolescent children. Uh, adolescent girls, obviously, in this case. Now, get this. Here it is. So, quote, so let's review. <laughs> Vanderbilt got into the gender trans uh, transition game, admittedly in large part because it is very financially profitable. They then treated any staff members who objected and in, and enlisted a, a gang of, of trans activists to act as surveillance in order to force compliance. They now castrate, sterilize, and mutilate minors as well as adults while apparently taking steps to hide this activity from public view. This is what healthcare has become in modern America. That's, that's directly from Walsh. VUMC released a statement Wednesday claiming to be victims of posts that are misleading facts. <laughs> yeah, that is so old. I'm so tired of hearing that. Disinformation, misleading facts. Quote, we have been and will continue to be committed to providing family-centered care to all adolescents in compliance with state law and in line with professional practice standards, guidances established by medical, uh, specialty uh, societies. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's their statement, right? The medical center seemed to acknowledge it, it provides highly controversial transgender treatments to minors, but said VUMC, requires parental consent to treat a minor patient and never refuses parental involvement in, a, in, in the care of transgender youth who are under the age of 18. Our policies allow employees to decline to, to participate in care they find morally objectable and do not permit discrimination against employees who choose to do so. That's the, what the statement said from them. Uh, yeah, but that's not what your videos and what your speakers have to say. The uh, controversial trans buddy program at VUMC, the, the statement said, has received national acclaim. So it must be good, right? Its purpose is to provide peer volunteers who support persons who are seeking highly personal care in an unfamiliar environment and who may have been refused medical services in the past and avoid seeking them out of fear of being met with hostility. <laughs> the trans community does, does seem to be threatened here, obviously, as they are very much on the attack. In, in, in another article entitled, author of the new WPATH guidelines recommends uh, threatening patients with call to child uh, uh, protective services. Now, this is really disturbing. And, and, and th this is something that I did not know about until I, I read the article. Uh, failing to affirm a child's transgender identity may warrant a call to child protection services, according to one of the authors of the Leading Transgender Health Association's new guidelines. An author of the Leading Transgender Health Association New Guidelines for Adolescents revealed that they have called, they have called Child Protective Services on uncooperative parents 
who did not affirm their child's newly chosen transgender identity. The World's Professional Association for Transgender Health, or WPATH, um, held a session on the adolescent chapter during their annual conference on Monday that was live-streamed online. Dr. Ren Massey, uh, a trans-identified female clinical child psychologist from Atlanta, Georgia, revealed during a Q&A session that calling the Child Protective Services is a resource, as they put it, for uh, cl- clinicians to enforce the need for affirmation by parents. Massey goes as far as to suggest that merely informing parents that a call to CPS can be made might be enough to pressure them to cooperate. So just basically what she's saying is that all we have to do is threaten to call Children and Family Services, and usually the parents fall in line. The 8th edition guidelines released last week indicated that the state may be uh, enabled to intervene in order to assist with the child's uh, transition if parents do not affirm their child's newly chosen identity. Quote, I had to make a call to Child Protection Services on a case and the Child Protective Services worker asked me about if some of the issues I was calling about were about the parents not being supportive or being emotionally abusive around the gender identity issues, said Massey. Massey appeared pleasantly surprised to learn that the that, that CPS workers in Georgia had intervened in, uh, in, in instances where parents were hesitant to accept their child's new transgender identity. Quote, and that was... Uh, educative for me to learn that in my conservative state, there are at least some child protective service workers who are willing to enforce the need for uh, affirmation by parents, at least with social transition needs, names, pronouns, etc. This is what Massey said. So so that maybe a resource in state uh, provinces, regions, co- countries around the world. Massey suggests that threatening to call chi- child protection services on a parent who doesn't affirm their child's transgender identity may be all that is needed for the parent to cooperate with so- uh, socially transitioning their child. Even before making that call, letting parents know that if that's true, where you are practicing uh, that that might get their attention a little bit, said Massey. Now, WRATH's, uh, WPATH's new guidance also j- suggests that parental consent for minors to obtain medical treatments are recommended but not required. Yes. So it's not re- required that the parents be uh, go along with uh, and support what is being done and that the state may intervene when a parent refuses to affirm their child's transgender identity. I mean, it's right there in the guidelines. It spells it all out. Now, the the appendix actually uh, contains a summary criteria 
for adolescents. The the further that further demonstrates that parents should be involved in, uh, unless their involvement is deemed harmful or not feasible to the child's medical transition. So in other words, if they don't want the child to transition, well, we can just leave them out as parents. I mean, what do they know? They're just dumb people, right? We know way more than they do, especially when it comes to transgenderism. So what can be harmful? Because they're, they're, they're saying it, it, it's harmful to the kids. What can be harmful is the transitioning itself. Here, here's an article entitled uh, Detransitioner Chloe Cole Gives Powerful Testimony Against Gender Affirming Care at the White House. Now, this is uh, this is interesting. It says that that an 18-year-old detransitioned woman came uh, gave a powerful testimony on Tuesday against the gender-affirming model of care that led to her irreversible medical transition as an adolescent. Chloe Cole spoke to uh, at a press conference in front of the White House in support of uh, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, and her new bill, the Pr- Protect Children's Innocence Act, that aims to shield minors from accessing the permanent body and life-altering medical treatments they may later come to regret. Quote, how did we get to the point where nearly every pediatric institution in the country considers it best practice to remove the healthy breast tissue of children while administering drugs typically used to chemically castrate high-risk sex offenders. This is what Cole said of the widespread acceptance of the radical gender uh, theory in in medicine, giving gender-affirming care, which effectively puts children in the driver's seat to dictate the terms of their own sex change. So, again, they're the ones that that gets to control everything, whether or not they want to, you know, uh, try to become a different sex, which of course they, they won't. Uh, it's just mutilation. But quote, I believe Americans deserve to know the truth about this radical and perverse ideology marketed as necessity or necessary and life-saving healthcare, said Cole. Cole opened her speech with a chilling statistic. Over the past decade, there has been a as as high as a 4000% increase yes that's what i said 4000% increase in children being referred to so-called gender clinics across the united states and she says i was one i was one of those children in recent ucla survey found that the number of trans identified teens has doubled in just the last 5 years to about 300,000 in the United States. While the rates of adults identifying as transgender have remained the same, according to the the Gender Mapping Project, only a handful of pediatric gender clinics existed in the United States just a decade ago. Now, over 200 have spawned to meet the growing demand of adolescents who identify as transgender-seeking medical transitions. Now, Cole's story documents how she was introduced to gender ideology online at uh, 11 years old. 
which led to her self-identification as a transgender boy at the age of 12. And Cole was prescribed um, puberty blockers uh, and testosterone at 13 and received a double mastectomy surgery to remove her breasts at 15. All, uh, all at the behest of gender-affirming medical professionals who, she says, emotionally blackmailed her parents into giving their consent. Quote, the, the gender clinic uh, presented my parents with the classic false dichotomy regarding children with gender dysphoria. Would you rather have a dead daughter or a live son, Cole said. Given these options, what loving parent wouldn't choose the transition of their child? This was not in, informed consent. It was a decision forced under extreme duress, she added. Cole um, divulged the, the shocking circumstances of a trauma that she endured that con- contributed to her medical transition. And she said, at 15, I went under the knife for a radical double mastectomy, the kind uh, that breast cancer patients get. This was after I was sexually assaulted at school by a male student. Quote, I told myself to man up, but I live my life in a constant hatred of my breasts, said Cole, adding that she attempted to flatten her chest with constrictive materials through breast binding as a uh, as is recommended by the World Professional Association for Transgender Health, or WPATH, which led to her breasts and rib cage becoming disformed. I was afraid and couldn't wait to finally protect my body um, from the threat of further molestation, she said, uh, of uh, the reasons why she obtained the, the double mastectomy. Only one year after her double mastectomy, At 16 years old, Cole realized that she had made a mistake. I realized the beauty of motherhood and and that that it was stolen from me by medical professionals who my family entrusted me to. I realized after uh, maturing a bit more that a child does not in fact know who they are at 12 years old. Cole reveals that... Uh, unmonitored internet access and exposure to LGBTQ content on on Instagram at at 11 years old introduced her to the gender ideology. Quote, I saw the unbelievable amounts of praise and attention they got online. And subsequently, I yearned to have a piece of it. With every milestone in my medical transition, I was given more and more attention and celebration. and, And it was ultimately a high. With a newfound introspection, Cole began speaking publicly about her opposition to medically transitioning minors at, uh, in, in April of, of this year when she was 17. Much of this gender confusion is based on old regressive stereotypes of men and women, which are now being reinforced with hormones and surgeries, she said. Women can have short hair and be... Um, Interested in playing sports, men can grow their hair out and wear makeup. It does not change their biology. Quote, there are many detransitioners speaking out, and they are ignored by the institutions most responsible for the for such truth, is what she said. Speaking um, 
of the growing population of, of young adults who regret their decision to transition and claim that they were not rigorously uh, uh, accessed before, assessed before being fast-tracked into irreversible medical interventions. Quote, up until today, most politicians on the left and right have done nothing but get into Twitter fights on this issue. Now, Green's uh, Protect Children's Innocence Act, uh, which is also known as HR Bill HR 8731, uh, would make any uh, individual in the state of Alabama who knowingly performs gender-affirming care on a minor, including the administering of puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones, guilty of a Class C felony facing a prison sentence of up to 25 years and a $250,000 fine. It is designed to protect children from abusive experimental procedures from every angle, reads the description um, of the bill. Uh, It also has 37 Republican co-sponsors on this one. Quote, it was too late for me, and time is running out for these children, said Cole. There is no second chance at childhood, so we must do our best as adults to guide our children to pathways that lead to healthy bodies and minds instead of depression and dysfunction. Cole added in her speech with, uh, ended her speech with a uh, compelling plea. No child deserves to suffer under the knife of a gender affirming surgeon. America's children, all children deserve better. But despite many having regrets about what happened to them. These transgender advocates continue to provide ways to groom children. I mean, like for instance, the, the school district that lets teachers wear safe space badges leading to sexually explicit content. Um, some Ohio, um, Ohio parents have expressed their anger that their local school district permits teachers to wear safe space badges with a QR code on them that when scanned, leads to a website containing sexually explicit content. Quote, teachers K through 12 can wear the badge that says, I'm here, safe person, safe space. The district says um, the message of the badge is a message of safety and inclusion for all students. (laughs) This is crazy. With super, uh, the, the superintendent of the Hilliard uh, school district responded to um, the the uh, ABC Six uh, channel that was uh, investigating this and the inquiries from them. Quote: Teachers were reminded that the resources linked to the QR code were for adult learning only. Teachers were reminded that if asked about the "I'm here" message on the badge, their response should be age appropriate. Okay, they can be age appropriate. But the QR code and the the website's not. Some of the parents in the district may sue the district because they argue the district is not being transparent about gender and sex-related conversations that their children may be having with with, uh, school and staff. I mean, you have to trust that that they are going to be age-appropriate. In July, some of the parents confronted Stewart about the the Title IX changes. Stewart uh, reputedly argued that if a teacher were to out a kid to their parents, the teacher would face a potential risk. Now, Columbus attorney Joshua Brown, who represents over 30 parents in the district, send, uh, sent letters 
to the school's legal counsel, as well as a letter to the district superintendent, Dave Stewart, and gave the district until September 15th to answer the parents' questions or a lawsuit would be filed. Um, in the letter uh, to Stuart Brown asked if the school would require school officials to notify parents when their child manifests symptoms of gender dysphoria or symptoms of anything else at the school and what specific exemptions may apply. This, the district's law firm replied uh, on uh, September 14th, the last day before, of course, the parents uh, had said that they would sue. They wrote, without going back and forth without uh, about who can access symptoms and assess symptoms and what uh, that undefined term may mean to you or to parents who you represent, it appears your question is really if a student identifies at school as a gender different than their birth gender, will a school discuss this with parents? The answer is probably. <laughs> wow. The, the letter added that while parents generally have rights uh, regarding the upbringing of their children, schools and educators have an obligation to act in the student's best interest with the student when the student is at school. So basically, as long as the student is at school, well, you don't have any rights as a parent, as long as we think that something else should be done. So as you can see, they believe that they know better than you do as a parent. And of course, you are not to disagree with them or make any judgments of them that they're you know, doing this for um, you know, massive amounts of money that's involved. It's none of that. None of that. They're, they're just doing it out of the goodness of their own heart. Now, it's time to call this for what it is. And that's wrong. This is wrong. And this attack by the transgender activists and community is needs to be addressed. This is this has gone way way too far, and 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 you may agree with that. You may disagree with it. I would definitely love to hear from you on it. And of course, you can always do that uh, on our Facebook page. Um, we 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 are not on Twitter, but we're on Instagram, uh, and we we uh, you can even go to uncommonsensepodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.